Hey y'all, Darius Rucker here. You know, a lot of people ask me, what inspires your music? And one of the big things is a strong sense of place. That's why I love my home state of South Carolina and want to share the awesome things it has to offer. From the beautiful mountains down to the sunny coast, it's got it all. Not to mention two of my personal favorites, great golf and amazing food. Come see why I love this place. Visit discoversouthcarolina.com. Hey, y'all, Darius Rucker here. You know, a lot of people ask me, what inspires your music? And one of the big things is a strong sense of place. That's why I love my home state of South Carolina and want to share the awesome things it has to offer. From the beautiful mountains down to the sunny coast, it's got it all. Not to mention two of my personal favorites, great golf and amazing food. Come see why I love this place. Visit discoversouthcarolina.com. Welcome to Sewing Out Loud, the official podcast of ZD Sewing Studio. Here are your hosts, ZD and Mallory. Sewing Out Loud. And we're starting. Hello and welcome to the podcast. I'm Mallory Donahue. I'm ZD Donahue. And this episode is brought to you by um, all the fabulous cone denim that I ordered into the store. That <laughs> I thought we had a new sponsor. I was getting all excited. I thought, oh, I was like, what the hell's oh you're going springing on? it on me. We're rich. <laughs> nope. <laughs> no, I paid for some stuff, and now I'm trying to sell it. Uh, but it's really cool because I was having a lot of trouble finding this, and uh, we now have a black, a dark navy kind of indigo jean color, and then also a natural indigo um, color of stretch denim. Perfect for making your own jeans. The natural indigo is dyed with indigo that is grown in Tennessee. Oh, great. Yeah. You know, that is you, really, did you know that? I don't cool. think you no, knew that. No, that's way cool. I didn't tell you so I'd get your genuine reaction. Oh, so, no, yeah. that, that was genuine. Almost like I thought we had hit the jackpot yeah, with a new sponsor. There, there you but. go. <laughs> so anyway, those I three... also thought we had to audition to make a podcast. <laughs> we'll get to that in a second. So we've got these three colors. They're available online. They're available in-store at ZD Sewing Studio. The online store is sewhere.com, S-E-W-H-E-R-E.com, and click on Shop, and you'll see uh, a category fabric. You'll see cone denim or something like that, and uh, you can order it by the yard and have a lot of fun making your own jeans. We've been doing that lately, so... Probably more info and you to can come on that. use denim for other things than jeans. I mean, I mean, there. Are, I mean, are many things. Yes, yes. Maybe this is kind of a good place to start with our uh, kind of broad topic for today about frustrated sewing or some. With, oh, we are you doing that yeah, topic? I, I guess. Um, I don't know. <laughs> you mean so people are frustrated sewing, or people are told what's yeah, the right I, way to sew? I think or? a lot of those things. And um, uh, so mom and I have learned not to title episodes before recording them is was one lesson that we learned. Why people get frustrated podcasting because they titled their episode before they, <laughs> before that's they right. recorded it. Um, we, we we morph. That's right. We that's do. Right. We have a metamorphosis during our podcast, and sometimes it's fantastic, and sometimes, sometimes it's like, yeah. oh crap. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Whoops. Screw so that one up. I think people get frustrated with sewing because they can – there are lots of reasons, but let's talk about one mm-hmm. that I know that you're really passionate about and uh, bad information. Yeah. People can get yeah. frustrated because of bad information. Well, and, and equipment. 
And, yep. and when I'm talking about equipment, I'm I'm not out here saying you have to have the best sewing machine. Uh, not the best. The most. Let's talk about the most expensive. Sure. You do not have to have the most expensive sewing machine in the world to be successful at sewing. You do have to know how to use your equipment, and there is some equipment that's terrible. There is. Those there things is. Are, that's there, true. There's some equipment that don't wait. That you shouldn't really waste your time or money on, and and then there are tools and there are techniques. There's all these things, like in anything else, make you successful or not successful. Um, so, and talent is something else. Talent's the interpretation of the skills you've le- learned. That's good phrase um and i think that that yeah that's a really great thing because and talent is subjective yeah well that's true i think sometimes people will maybe say oh i can't sew that i don't i don't have the talent i tried to sew and that sewing machine never would work blah 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 well it probably didn't work right right and i think that some sometimes we get people who come in our store and they're like well, I've got this, you know, really old machine, it's not working, and da-da-da-da-da. And I'll suggest, well, why don't you get it serviced, and we can, you know, teach you how to use it or something. And they are, like, hot to trot to just buy a new one. And that's okay with <laughs> well, that's me. True too. As right. a machine dealer, I'm like, well, fine, we'll just get you a new one. And you know what they want? You know why they want to buy a new machine? They get classes. Right. They get instruction. They get support. They get the support. They get all that stuff. And I think that that is a smart consumer. Now, we do offer support to... You know, anyone non new machines, non new machines, sure. You know, but the the ones we sell, we are obligated, you know, to support those machines. You know, as per our dealer contract. You know, right. Um, and I guess in a sewing morality way, we are obligated to support people who want to sew. Right, right. But you know, if somebody if somebody buys a machine from us, we need to make sure that they know how to use it. Right. Now, if somebody comes in with a sewing machine from a garage sale or, you know, somewhere else or something like that, you know, we work out something with them. We tell them what class to go to. We, right. We, and we have a class called Know Your Sewing Machine. Yeah, how to use your how to use your sewing or machine. Or how to use yeah. your sewing machine that that says, you know, why the t- tension disc are here and why you put this bullet thread here and why the thread's called the thread and not the string and you know, you know, why, and <laughs> why not, you use a certain kind of needle and all that. It might not be a good idea for our store because then people bring those machines in and I'm like, well, thread with your press foot up. And then they're like, oh, my God. Oh, but, my oh my God. And then right. they can sew, you know, whatever they want. <laughs> right. But then that's it works. Not, that's not always true. You know, people are like, well, I want more stitches or I want to right. embroider or something like that. But you know something that... Well, uh, the other thing for me uh-huh. in in upgrading a sewing machine or why I yeah. upgraded a sewing machine was it they sew faster. Mm-hmm. Okay. I mean, mm-hmm. and at, and actually at this point in time, you have governors on your sewing machine so you can make it <laughs> slower <laughs> you can you can yes make it where it slows slower but it sews faster and you're not you're just sitting there waiting for the straight seam to be done you can rip through that mud you may I, be like you know as fast think, as you want i also think that if we think of a sewing machine like an appliance right and uh which i think it's becoming more and more I think people maybe got away from it back a little again. bit. Yeah, I think I'm coming back that way again a little bit. You well, any any yeah. any electronic anything that that gets improved. Right, right, right. So it's so if you just want to be able to sit down, 
use this thing and go instead of being like, wait, there's a few extra steps here that I have to do to ensure that this machine's actually going to stitch properly for me. You know, some of the, some of the newer ones or the higher end ones, they have more fail safes. They, well, they really do. You know, they kind of say, stop. You're doing something yeah, wrong. They'll, they'll There's a up. message on a screen that says, uh-uh, you can't do this in a sad face. It'll have a sad face. Right. It'll be crying. It'll right. be like, no, put your it foot down it before has you start Sewing going. has its own emojis. That's right. You know, I had a guy in that how to use your sewing machine class one time, and I put him on a baby lock Rachel, which is kind of like let's higher entry level, okay, is what I would say about that machine. And so... He was like, well, I'm actually probably going to end up sewing on something a lot older than this. And I was like, okay, well, you'll learn lots of things right. that to apply to that, you know. And he kept trying to sew with the presser foot up. You know, he he was just new. Yeah. He was just new. And he'd he'd press the power foot and it'd go, dee, 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 you know. Mm-hmm. And he'd be like, wait, what's going on? And I'd say, oh, well, you got to put your presser foot down. And I thought, when you get on your older machine that doesn't it's have gonna that sew and you that. don't have your presser foot down it is gonna go and you are gonna be so sad you know that's thought, right i thought maybe it'd be worth the you know uh you know few hundred dollars or something to get yourself one that beeps at you when the presser foot's up because that's your time you'll have to i mean he would have to clean up a mess right you know he's gonna have to clean like up that. his act too if now, he's gonna want to do it right but you or me you and i we if we went on, if we, if we, the apocalypse came and there was no electricity, mm-hmm. we would know how to use a that machine, machine downstairs that we have. With no power, we would know how to do that. We would know. The, We've got a treadle machine that sits yep. in our great room. Those older machines are almost easier for a more experienced stitcher to use. Well, yeah, they are. Yeah. So right. when somebody, you know, I, I think the right tool, the right support. That can really prevent a lot of frustration. Right. I, I guess the other thing, and and I always, I mean, I've always tried to encourage people to sew because I've enjoyed it. It's done things for me. And I think I really noticed it when you came along. You had watched me sew for all those years, sat on my lap when I sewed, things like that, sat on the floor, sewed by hand, whatever, you know. Sewed on beads that fell on the floor. What we is, you know, is sewed my the, trash. Is this the point in the podcast where you tell everyone how I made your life so amazing? Oh yeah. Okay. All right. This would be okay. It. All right. Go ahead. So listen, Go everyone. Ahead. <laughs> oh my God! How do I follow that? <laughs> Sorry. The way Mallory made my life okay, so amazing. Okay. I used to, yeah. Yeah. Well, I, actually, okay. So I Mallory more, says more interested. I want to make a crazy quilt, and she's like, I don't know, eight. 10. I mean, she can reach the pedal on the floor and up to the machine by now. So she's that old, however old that is. So I got a big, you know, plastic bin and said, this is going to be your project bin. And when you use things in my studio, you're going to keep them in here. And then when you're in the middle of a project, you'll put it back in here and you'll know that everything you need is in here, blah, blah, blah. That way, you know, the mess didn't have to steer me. I am much neater and or more organized than Mallory. But I do have the bin. But she has a bit. I have, I have it still. I know it still exists. Yep. It still has some of those projects on it. I think no, there's crap everywhere old. else, but right. it's the bin too. <laughs> so she started making this crazy quilt, and I happened to have been doing some kind of crazy quilt work at the time because I was doing a lot of costuming, and I had left over all of these like gorgeous, gorgeous silk fabrics and um, oh, you know, metallic fabrics, all these like very flashy fabrics and I thought 
well, this is how that stuff all got started on Crazy Quilts was the dressmakers had these beautiful fabrics, you know, little snippets that they didn't want to get rid of, and they started making Crazy Quilts. Okay. So I kind of started doing this as a side project. Well, she saw that, and that got her interested. I think one of the other things she liked about it is there was no real plan. You just sort of put it together. So she starts, like, taking all these fabrics that, in my opinion at the time, or what I'm like, well, that doesn't really go together. That's not what I would have told her to do. And I thought, just shut up. Let her do what she wants. Hey, y'all. Darius Rucker here. You know, a lot of people ask me, what inspires your music? And one of the big things is a strong sense of place. That's why I love my home state of South Carolina and want to share the awesome things it has to offer. From the beautiful mountains down to the sunny coast, it's got it all. Not to mention two of my personal favorites, great golf and amazing food. Come see why I love this place. Visit discoversouthcarolina.com. Hey, y'all. Darius Rucker here. You know, a lot of people ask me, what inspires your music? And one of the big things is a strong sense of place. That's why I love my home state of South Carolina and want to share the awesome things it has to offer. From the beautiful mountains down to the sunny coast, it's got it all. Not to mention two of my personal favorites, great golf and amazing food. Come see why I love this place. Visit discoversouthcarolina.com. she wound up with all these like raw edges on her quilt that I didn't have and she was lapping fabrics over in ways I wouldn't have and you know now she would stop and say well what if I I want this to happen how do I make this happen and then I would tell her but otherwise I kind of just let her roll with it they call that free range parenting now is that what they call it (laughs) (laughs) I I guess my my thought was I, I want you to like to So, I don't want to be overbearing about it. I don't want to make you just like me. Um, I didn't want to ruin it for you because I thought I could. I thought if I say, now I did, you know, there was at one time where I made you stitch on the little lines on the fabric so you know how to stitch in a straight line. Mm -hmm. We did a few things like that. But this was her own creativeness that was supposed to come out. And um, what was really funny is just about that time, what started evolving in clothing and everything was people were letting like raw edges hang out. And <laughs> so you were doing what was now becoming in fashion. And there was a less, whoops, a less, a less constructed way. Um, I don't know if constructed is the right word. What do I want to say? A less um, rigid way yeah a less rigid way of constructing things mm-hmm. uh, seams were being left raw and maybe open to the outside or something like that so i let you do that and i think that it saved our sewing relationship i re- i didn't know it was in danger um i was <laughs> i don't know if it was i just no, i, think well, it was I just start. was on the outlook that yep. i didn't want it to be i think it was a good start to the relationship and encouraging creativity and i re- actually remember you know, you here you are talking about your experience as a parent, and then I remember going to my first Baby Lock Tech as a 15-year-old, and some of the presenters being like, hey, listen up, shop owners. These younger people might not hem their T-shirt. Right. They might make a, a thing that looks like this. Right. And you might think it's wrong, but 
hey, this is your this could be your customer. Right. Okay. And at one point in time, Mallory was the youngest one to ever attend a baby lock tech. I don't know if that's true anymore. Days gone by. Yeah. I'm no longer the youngest person who even works at the shop. Anymore. Well, no, I mean like that even a te- I I yeah. think there have been some sure. young girls like 15 show up now or right or yeah you know people yeah. people will bring their yeah those employees most most of the time they're family members um right. but um i i think that's interesting and i think that having having a supportive environment is important but also you know getting a good teacher and that teacher could be in your local sewing store or it could be online right you know and there's so this is the thing about the internet nowadays there are so many opportunities to connect with experts right. online. I guess what I'm saying, though, is if, if you're teaching a class and someone comes up and a seam is not or something is not applied or a seam is not like you would do it or whatever, you know, don't crack them on the knuckles with your uh, seam gauge. <laughs> you might look at it and say, this is not what I had planned for the class, but look, I think it works. Mm-hmm. Or is this okay with you because it's not what I had planned, but I like it. So there's room now. Now, if you're taking a tailoring class and you want to learn exactly how to make, you know, a constructed tailored men's suit coat, they're going to have to rip out the seam and start over. Right. And there's a place. But that's not the only kind of sewing that's done anymore. Yeah, there's a place for that, though. And I think that we see students in class who um, are sometimes easily discouraged by mistakes. Right. And then also some people who are willing to either take them in stride or say, hey, I'm going to have to take this out, okay, and then fix it. And I think that that's um, your big rule, and you mentioned this in the last podcast we recorded. I don't know if it's the last one that played because I don't know exactly when these are getting released, but our uh, big rule for us is in class we want our students to be successful. Right, successful is a big word. But I think that sometimes successful is learning, you know. So if somebody ends up making a mistake uh, having to rip something out, that's not always a bad thing. You know, it's not always bad if they have to rip something out. Oh, but there, they, is, there, is a, there is a correct way to ripping out a seam. <laughs> that's very true. You know, how would you learn when that I, if you when, didn't have to take right, it out? And yeah. when I say correct, there are efficient and inefficient ways, I guess is what I really yeah, mean. Sure. So, So learning to rip out a seam is not a bad thing to learn to no. do. No, and I think that that's important. And, I mean, I've had things happen before where, you know, Three out of four of the people did it all, and this fourth one's like, "Oh my god, I misheard that, and I sewed it backwards." That's you know? right, <laughs> and it's gonna happen to you. You know, sometimes I, I remember, and I kind of wish I would have saved this, but I remember one time when I was like 15, I had this jacket, as this like <laughs> faux fur line jacket, and I wanted to embroider on the back of it, and I just went for it and it got so screwed up I don't even know how I don't even know how it got messed up but like somehow the fabric came out of the hoop or I don't know what and I'm like you know that's gonna happen to people right it, something it's like reality. that yeah something like that is going to happen you will have not hooped correctly one time because you weren't you know paying attention or you were tired or you didn't know how to hoop that thing and that's gonna happen and so I guess if if you do get discouraged sewing know that everyone who's out there wearing a successful garment or who's sewn that prize-winning quilt, they have made probably mistakes beyond your wildest dreams. I think another thing is it's not a race. Mm-hmm. And I see that when I teach class a lot, that 
There are people in there who are racing to get finished. And believe me, they don't always have the best product or the best learning experience. Mm. In fact, a lot of times they're walking out and they haven't learned anything because they haven't stopped to listen to what somebody said. Right. Um, Another thing that will happen, I think, to us quite often is somebody brings in something they have done. Yeah. Uh, I can think of something real specific right now. Um, This woman was married to a physician and he wanted scrub caps, you know, caps to wear in the OR. And she took a scrub cap that was made, you know, manufactured by someone and was trying to mimic it. And she did a very, very good job. Excellent, especially for her level of learning, you know, where she was and in, in learning how to sew. And I, she's like, but it isn't quite right. And I said, you didn't make it exactly like this, but it's really good. Right. And I said, if you wanted to do this, you would have only had to turn this and sew this first. You just sewed out of order. And she went, oh. So, I mean, you know, she had done, honestly, a miraculous job to me. Right. And um, I think she did start sewing it the way I suggested later. But she was also successful in the way she had tried it. I think another reason, I wanna, I'm want i kind of a switching, like, modes of discouragement here, if that's kind of where, you know, we're coming from. I will have customers who make a garment, and they will knit, pick it to Apart. death. Mm-hmm. And I, I know I'll, I'll, I'll say Dixie's name. I'll just say it. Dixie made this cardigan. <laughs> <laughs> she made this Diana cardigan from the Magic Pattern Book, and we taught the class. And she did a cover stitch around the outside, and she made it out of this sweater knit that had wavy ribbon stripes. Uh huh. And she go, she's, uh, she said the most ridiculous thing. She goes, well. On my cover stitch here, where I had to fold it back, the stripes don't match. And I said, Dixie. <laughs> and I made. I'm, I said, I'm just gonna be real upfront with you here. And I went, Ch-ch-ch. like I, you know, like I. You play, slapped her in the face. You know, slapped her. I said, you are being too hard on yourself. Right. This is amazing. I said, there is no way you could have matched up these stripes because they are wavy. Right. And then you, you're totally over nitpicking it. And think about the things you buy in the store. They're not always perfect. And you know, sewing is not cutting out paper you know and I, I don't mean like you know they're making a book or something is right. also a very precise you know art and everything like that but you know uh making these soft things that go around bodies not everything is gonna look exactly perfect and I don't think people have ever even seen a perfect garment you know they just right. imagine that what they've bought in the store is and she was like you know she said she said you know what you're right I said right. I, I said I think you're a little too hard on yourself right. on this garment and I think you did a great job and I said and I think you should make more because and just enjoy it yeah right. and I said we had shortened the pattern for her right. like well we shortened it for me too and I said I think you should make more like this for yourself because I think it is flattering right you know and and she was like she was like well thank you you know so what we're saying yeah. is you know right way to sew wrong way to sew whatever sewing to us I, I'm speaking for Mallory too I believe ours we know that sewing is a skill and a technology and a, a skill set mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. we we practice it like it is an art and, we, and an expression, and that's why you want to find someone if you are if you are a hobbyist, which so many people are. That's why we you want to find someone, and I don't mean to like toot our own horns, but you want to find somebody like me, mom, 
uh, an expert, you know, in your sewing store or a, a very a proven expert online to guide your sewing journey. If you right. really want to be successful, you know, find some people to talk to, something like that, so that you can you can get some of their experiences, learn from a few of their mistakes that they did. <laughs> So maybe you don't have to make quite well. That's all why, of them. And, and this is one of the things I will say yeah. sometimes in class or something, and I'll say to somebody, especially when they're like learning the machine or a technique, I will say, "Oh, don't do that." Or another one is, I will say, "It's not going to be the machine; it's you." And the reason I can say that to you is, I've been there. Yep. I've made the mistake for you. Yep. You know, don't think that the machine is wrong you probably threaded it wrong and and i can say that because i have yeah. i've made all yeah. those mistakes over and over and over again because one time the serger wasn't stitching right and i was like well guess it was me and i regretted it, it, it was, was. fine <laughs> right. so i know that maybe if your surgery is not stitching right it, you know it's probably that you. It, it might have been you yeah um well i think that maybe this was a little pep talk for you know some people if they have ever felt like Sewing wasn't for them just because they weren't successful on a first project or because things didn't work out. Get yourself some good equipment and some good guidance. So long and go, stop. <laughs> so long. And <laughs> Hold on, go. <laughs> so long and so happy. Thanks for listening to Sewing Out Loud. For even more expert sewing advice, visit SewHere.com. Hey y'all, Darius Rucker here. You know, a lot of people ask me, what inspires your music? And one of the big things is a strong sense of place. That's why I love my home state of South Carolina and want to share the awesome things it has to offer. From the beautiful mountains down to the sunny coast, it's got it all. Not to mention two of my personal favorites, great golf and amazing food. Come see why I love this place. Visit discoversouthcarolina.com. Hey y'all, Darius Rucker here. You know, a lot of people ask me, what inspires your music? And one of the big things is a strong sense of place. That's why I love my home state of South Carolina and want to share the awesome things it has to offer. From the beautiful mountains down to the sunny coast, it's got it all. Not to mention two of my personal favorites, great golf and amazing food. Come see why I love this place. Visit discoversouthcarolina.com. Oh,